I'm Malia, and this is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad. In this podcast, you will hear from experienced expats and experts around the world. We'll learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello and welcome back. In my last episode, I shared how we were able to move to Germany on an expat package with an international company. You've probably already drawn this conclusion, but this is definitely a great way to go if you're wanting to improve your resume and get paid to live abroad. Now, let's find you a job that's going to sponsor your visa, organize your move, and pay you to live the European dream. Our guest today is Chris Piak. He's helped over 100 English-speaking professionals find work in Germany. He has written a book called How to Win Jobs and Influence Germans and also hosts the Immigrant Spirit podcast where he interviews hiring managers at English-speaking companies in Germany and gets you the intel you need to hear before you apply so that you can actually make a connection with the hiring manager and get an interview. Listen in today to hear Chris share insider insights into the good, bad, and ugly of the German job market for English speakers and teach us how to overcome the challenge of not speaking German. Today, Chris is going to give listeners of our podcast 80% off of his online course called Meet Your Future Boss, which helps expats get interviews before they apply. Go to the show notes at bigdreamsboldmoves.com slash 002 for details. Now, please welcome... Chris Piak. Uh, hello, Maria. So um, in my last episode, I gushed about the benefits of living in Germany with my family. And I know we probably have some listeners that are going to be a little bit skeptical that the same kind of opportunity would be possible for them. What do you tell people when they are um, not feeling like they have the skills or the background to get hired in Germany? Well, Germany is a paradox situation um, because uh, there's lots and lots and lots of jobs for international professionals. Uh, right now, as we record this, there's 1.2 million open positions in Germany. The problem is they won't give it to you because only 3% of German jobs uh, are offered in English. Uh, all the other jobs are offered in uh, German language. And the weird situation is that um, German company require you to speak German even for jobs where it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, for example, uh, I once had um, an ongoing conversation with a head of HR of a small company in the south of Germany for six months who insisted that the person that she hire must speak German. And the position was a sales manager for the French market. So the actual job of this person was to call customers in French, uh, in France, and speak French with them. But the most important requirement for the job was that uh, she, she or he uh, should speak German, which makes no sense. Right. <laughs> but if you talk about um, um, skill levels, mm -hmm. uh, if you have a university degree, and you are a smart and proactive person, uh, if you focus on deliver results for your employer, there's lots of opportunities. The challenge will be to find an employer who is open enough to talk with you about the results they try to achieve instead of the process to get there. 
And uh, how would someone go about finding an employer to talk to or discovering where those 3% of jobs in English are? Well, to, to find the English jobs is pretty easy. You can uh, go to our website, which is uh, immigrantspirit.com, because we scan nearly the complete German job market, more than 40,000 websites, career websites, companies' website, and we filter out all the English language job offers and put them on one side. Mm -hmm. My strong advice is go beyond the English job offers. Uh, look also at uh, German language uh, job offers, um, because the simple truth is, There's a million EU citizens and foreigners moving to Germany every single year, and they apply for the same 30,000, 40,000 English jobs. So you have huge competition. But in the German job market, the German labor force is, is empty. We have uh, record low unemployment. So in German language uh, companies, there is a lot of jobs. And if you feel you can do the job, and you can explain how you will do the job while you still learn German, then uh, it makes sense to, to reach out and try to get a job. But you have to do it in a smart way, not the usual way. Mm -hmm. And what is the smart way? Well, um, what most people do, and this is the feedback I get every single day in my inbox, is that people with really good education write me, I sent 50 applications, 100 applications, I didn't get a single interview. That doesn't work because uh, you um, meet on the other side of a desk of the desk uh, a person who is simply not interested. Uh, HR has no uh, penalty for not hiring someone. For you, for them, you are just a piece of paper. Uh, what you need to do is you need to ignore HR because they will reject you after five seconds if you don't speak German, and you need to find the actual manager who is offering the job. Because for the manager, the situation is very different. Uh, he has uh, a job to do. He has uh, results to achieve. Uh, he has uh, timelines to meet. And if you can find out what the manager really needs, which is not what is written in the job description, by the way, and you can explain how you will get him, how you will get him these results, then you will get the job. Mm -hmm. And um, how... Does one go about finding the hiring manager through LinkedIn and stalking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, before I answer that, I want to, to um, put, go a little bit deeper in the point what it means to reach out to someone. Okay. Um, I often experience that when, when I get calls uh, from international professionals, they are so happy that finally someone is talking to them, that they, can, that they finally can reach someone, that they will just burst out everything they have on their heart. You know, like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a job. I'm looking for five years already. I have this kind of education. I worked in this kind of companies. Uh, I have this kind of experience, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Literally, nobody cares. Uh, employers hire someone for the very same reason uh, why we buy any product, we as a normal person. Uh, we don't buy a product because someone is selling something. We buy a product and we hire people because we need something. So reaching out to the manager means um, that you have to come from a place of generosity. You have to reach out to the manager with the aim first to understand what exactly this person needs and why it is important to him. And only after you learned that in detail, then you can uh, reach out into your own work experience 
and show from an example from your own work life how you can help this manager solve his problems. And uh, I'm in business. I'm 46 years old. I'm uh, self-employed for nearly 30 years. Uh, I started when I was 17. And uh, I spoke to hundreds of managers. And every single one of them, when I asked them about the best person they ever worked with, they all say the same. They say uh, one of three things. First of all, this person takes ownership of their project. You know, they're really 100% behind it. Second of all, uh, I constantly see this person learning and I see the progress that they are making. And the last one, they got my back. You know, I don't have to drag them to work. They are pushing me to be more successful. Mm -hmm. So so that's uh, how you actually beat all these obstacles that we face in the workforce if we are not like... Uh, a screw, you know, we are not isonorm, but a real person. Uh, if you're a foreigner, if your university degrees are from a foreign country, uh, if uh, you don't speak the language, uh, if you are too young, if you are too old, if you're the right age, but you are a woman and, oh my God, she might want to have children very soon. Uh, all this, um, this attempts to put you into a box, you can overcome if you reach out to the real need of the manager, the real pain of the manager, and explain how you can help. Because then the manager understands, wow, this person really cares about my success and they want to help me. And that's what everybody wants. And then all these other obstacles become much less uh, important. So and you have to show this to answer your original question. I'm very sorry. <laughs> you, you feel free to interrupt me because I can talk forever. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You have to really make that connection with someone. Mm -hmm, exactly. And when you reach out to someone, uh, you are right. You find these people via LinkedIn uh, or in Germany via Xing, which is the same kind of company as LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn just from Germany. Okay. I might, might yeah. uh, make a yeah. note of that and put that in the show notes because mm -hmm. I'd never heard of it before. And then I have seen it multiple times on your website. Yeah. Xing is in Germany still, or in the German language uh, part of Europe, uh, still more popular than LinkedIn. And uh, Xing has uh, a huge advantage, uh, which is that uh, in the premium version, which costs like seven bucks per month or so, um, you have a very, a very detailed search. So it's much easier to find the right person. And the right person that you want to reach out to uh, is the person that you would report to if you get the job, your direct supervisor. Okay. If you um, have a little bit of, of work experience, then you go uh, search for the company, you search for the keywords, and you can figure out who this person is. If you don't find that person, uh, then reach out for someone else who is working in this department. Uh, if you can't find that person, then reach out um, for the best person you can find. And I see this with my clients all the time that I introduce them to uh, to someone that they identified as the manager and then they talk on the phone and uh, this person says, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm the wrong person for this. But then they continue, but give me a day and I will find out who the right contact person for you is. Mm -hmm. And then they make an introduction, which is even better for you than uh, if you come cold from the outside. And how do you reach out to them? You have to write them a personal message. Never send just a contact request. Uh, for example, I, I get on an average day, just on the on, on stuff like LinkedIn and Xing and so on, I get maybe 60 or 70 contact requests. And I ignore all of them. Because if you can't be bothered uh, to write me a message when you contact me, 
then I can't be bothered to answer you. Because obviously you care less about your career than, or why should I care more about your career than you do yourself? No? So right. you need to write a message and this message must be generous. Meaning you have to take a moment to look at the profile of this person and try to understand what is important to this manager. Where do I have a connection to this manager? Where do I have a shared experience? Where do I have shared ambitions? Uh, where do I have shared values that I could mention in this very short message to show that, um, hey, uh, I see you as a person. Now show some respect. That's what it all comes down to. What do you see in terms of the types of um, roles that are offered that typically do go to English speakers? Is there, are there any fields or professions that typically um, have a better chance at getting a job here in Germany? Yeah, definitely. Of course, everything with, with software development uh, is um, easier than, um, than the average. Um, also, business development can be easier, but not necessarily. Uh, one really surprising uh, thing is that, uh, for example, SAP developers who are highly in demand in Germany, who usually get two or three job offers per week. They don't have to do anything. Uh, headhunters will reach out to them. As soon as you don't speak fluent German, no one is interested in you anymore. So every uh, software developer job, every IT job that is related to consulting is extremely hard to get if you are not fluent in German. And when I say fluent, I mean C1 level, native speaker level. Personally, I don't think that uh, this is a real requirement, an objective requirement, but it's so in the heads of the employers because they say you have to communicate with our clients and they are usually Mittelstand, uh, medium-sized companies, and they don't speak German. Uh, sorry, they don't speak English. In my opinion, that's not true, but it doesn't help you if the employer believes it. I do know from my own experience here that there are a handful of companies at least that operate exclusively in English, and you interview a number of them on your podcast. Yes, yes. I regularly uh, interview um, employers who hire in English for the Immigrant Spirit podcast. And um, that's always a, a very pleasant uh, thing to do because they don't only work in English. You, you see that they have a completely different mindset than the average German company. They really understand that it is not foreigners who are badly integrated into the German labor market. It's the German labor market who is very badly integrated into a worldwide labor market. Because uh, think about if you really want to hire the best talent in the world, uh, the best talent doesn't sit at home and thinks, oh, I should find a job in Germany unless they are forced to because, you know, they, the husband moved there and they have to move there as well. So uh, they think I want to have a great job in a company that inspires me when I, where I can have a great career. And this job can be in Germany, but it can also be in the United States. It can be in Singapore. It can be uh, in Rome or it can be in Barcelona. No? So we compete with all these different uh, labor places in the world for the best talent. And then we say, but you first need to speak German on C1 level. That's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I think that the companies that are thinking, though, like um, have that more global mindset might be the 
the companies that really our listeners would want to start with and mm-hmm. that they would actually want to work, work for, um, which is why I think that your website is such a great resource because you've done a lot of the homework for people. You have interviewed many of the hiring managers for those companies and you have that search feature on your website where you've weeded out the English speaking jobs. And um, also you have a list on your website that I can link to um, in this show notes and you will email people that sign up a list of these hundred companies in Germany that hire English speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair warning though. Uh, if you love this kind of companies, because they are like the, the biggest and well-known brands, um, of course go for it. But um, be aware that you face insane competition. Um, in the beginning, when I started my company, I used to work for the uh, employers. Now I work for the candidates. And uh, one of my clients was Trivago here in Düsseldorf, which is a worldwide known brand who mm-hmm. operates completely in English. Great employer, a really wonderful work atmosphere as well. They once told me that they get every single month 40,000 job applications. And in the time that I worked with them, which was several years, they grew from 200 to 800 people. So they created 600 jobs, but every month, they get 40,000 applications. So look, my advice is look a little bit past the top 40 that everybody looks for. Look for uh, companies that are smaller, that are maybe not in the consumer market. So the brand is not known to everybody. And you will find uh, real jewels, you know, companies who still make uh, a billion euro in turnover, who have a thousand employees, but who, because they are not so well known, they get much, much less applications. And uh, you can have a great career there and really build a great life and then still later move on once you speak the local language. Right. So companies with that global mindset but aren't as well known. Yes, exactly. Um, And who in those companies that are more competitive, who do you see that gets hired? What are the personality traits that person has? Have you noticed any sorts of trends? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You you put the finger right into the sweet spot. I don't know if that's a saying in English. <laughs> <laughs> like this, you know? I don't know if it translates. <laughs> um, uh, that uh, it's actually uh, surprising. It's not so much the profession or the experience that makes a difference. I work with all kinds of people from people just out of university who spent the last uh, 10 years in a lab and uh, never saw the sun uh, to people who are 45 and have 30 years of experience behind their belt. Uh, what really makes a difference is is, is uh, the personality and the mindset. And the mindset uh, that is successful are always people who are generous, who um, are able to put their own fears and their own concerns aside in order to completely focus on this other person that they are talking with, the employer. Because it's never a company that hires you. It's always a human being that hires you. And the job is given to you by a human being. And the people who can focus on on this other guy, this other girl, and take the time to truly understand what's important to her and how she can help, and then explain based on their own experience what they can do exactly to help. They are doing great. One of um, my my most successful clients who became a really good friend, at least for my part, uh, is a guy from, from Australia who is 50 years old. 
and uh, he was looking for a job here in Germany from Australia. And he built uh, contacts for several months before he came over here. And over the course of this six months that we worked together, I introduced him to, um, to 40 managers that he had a conversation with. And when he came to Germany, he had 40 in-person meetings. Out of 40 people that he met, he had 40 in-person uh, meetings. And now half of these people that I introduced him to said, yeah, sorry, I can't help you. I'm the wrong person. But uh, the other half, they introduced him to even more people that he could meet. So when he came over here, he had 40 interviews basically lined up. And why did he achieve this? Because he didn't make it about, I need a job. He made it about, I'm a professional. I want to understand what your biggest pain is. And I would like to talk with you how I can help you. I imagine a lot of it is about networking too. Like you just said, he was able to, you were able to help him get connected with these different people and get him started. Do you have a network where people that want to work with you can work with you and also network with each other and network with people that you've already gotten jobs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, I learned over the years that it doesn't, it doesn't bring very much to, um, to bring people together who all uh, look for a job because they all look for a job. You, know? you need right. to bring them together with the people who are offering the job. And uh, of course, I, I live personally, I live 10 years abroad in, in six different countries, but the majority of my life, 35 years, I lived here in Germany. So not surprisingly, I have a very huge network um, of, of thousands of people that I personally connected with uh, over the years. And they, in turn, know, again, hundreds of thousands of other people. And these people, in turn, know, again, uh, about three million other people. On Sing alone, you can see the connections of your connections. Um, and I'm two steps, with two steps separation, connected to three million people, with one step uh, separation to more than a quarter million people. And what I do nowadays is... Um, You know the saying, uh, if you want to feed someone for a day, give him a fish. If you want to feed him for life, uh, teach him to fish. Mm -hmm. uh, I do both. I teach you um, to fish so that you can then go out and build these networks and um, apply to employers of your choice in a way that will get you an interview before you even applied officially. Uh, but I also open my personal network uh, to my actual clients. No? so they uh, can see with whom I'm connected and tell me hey Chris you know this guy could you make an introduction and what you're talking about right now is that what your um, expat job offer miracle is can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that program yeah that's um, I, I made a discovery um, um, end of last year so, so maybe to take a step back every year in December I take one month of work And I shut off my phone, I shut off Twitter and Facebook, and I just spend time analyzing what I did in the past year and what I try to achieve in the next year. And I always look, and that's a good advice for everything you do, uh, I always look for the things that worked better than usual. Uh, because you actually, you don't learn as much as you think from your mistakes. The only thing you learn is what you should not do. Uh, and then what? You know, if you look instead on the things that work better than usual, You can analyze why did they work better, and then you do that more. That gets you much faster to results. 
And one thing that I learned is that um, I used to offer uh, an introduction service where I reach out to the managers on behalf of my clients and then additionally give them coaching on how to talk to the manager, uh, how to get him involved and so on. And that success rate was, uh, I reached out to over 2,000 managers over the years and uh, roughly 800 of them uh, accepted my contact request and I could introduce them to my clients. That's 38%. And I noticed that with my second set of clients that I only gave coaching, uh, they had a, a success rate of 33%. No? So nearly as good, but with much, much less work from my side. And less work from my side means, of course, you have to pay me much less money no? because uh, the most expensive um, thing of my service is the time that I have to spend one-on-one -on -one with a client. And I compared this second set of clients that I personally coach uh, to those clients who only um, took part in a course that I once gave. I gave it three or four times. And this set of clients, they only had 20% success rate. So I figured out what the real difference was, was that you can learn all the facts but the real world is always different from, from what you learn in theory. So you need to learn the facts and then you need to make an exercise, but then you need someone to actually talk about what you learned there and to refine what you learned. And then you need to go out into the real world and actually apply for jobs, actually talk to managers and then analyze that again for what works best. Why did it work best? And have someone to discuss this again with you so that you can refine that process again and then go on from there. So this is what I do now. I, um, I teach people to reach out to managers directly on their own. And I make sure that they not only learn the fact, but that they, that they very, very quickly improve on what they have done. So there is a coaching component as well as a course. Is that what it is? Yeah, <clears throat> actually, it's, it's uh, individual coaching um, um, that's combined with a course. You know, so, so my time, the most valuable thing that I can do for you is answer your questions about the real experiences that you made and help you improve on that. So I automate everything that's just knowledge, because knowledge you can learn on your own. And then we spend the individual coaching time on the, the actual experiences that you had. And also to plan, like, uh, for example, when you get your first job interview, it makes sense to have a coaching session before this job interview so that you um, can make sure that you get the most out of this opportunity. Because the job interview is the one time when they decide if they hire you or not. You can't correct anything afterwards anymore. People don't change their mind. One of the questions I had, if someone is wanting to get started, and maybe you cover this in your course, I know that in like people coming from North America, we say we have a resume, and in other parts of the world, they ask for a CV or people use mm -hmm. a CV. What do you find the hiring managers in Germany are looking for? Is there a certain type of format, and do you have any resources you can recommend yes. for people? Yes, yes. Um, um you could spend uh, a full week <laughs> talking about the German CV. Um, there is a, a template that you can, that you will get automatically if you will sign up for my newsletter at immigrantspirit.com. No? When you sign up for the newsletter, you get a series of emails that will teach you the basics so that you are up to speed, like questions exactly like how 
do I need to do my CV so it fits to German standards? You get a template that you can download and uh, you get three different, uh, from three different experts uh, advice. So you will learn more about the German CV than you ever want to know, believe me. Um, uh, you will also get an opportunity to find out what kind of salary can you ask with your profession, with your years of experience in your industry. Now, because uh, German employers often ask for your salary expectations but with application. So you need to be able to, to give uh, an answer to that question and a reasonable answer. And you learn all these basics um, uh, when you sign up for a newsletter, it's free of charge. Uh, but that's just the entry ticket that doesn't get you a job that just allows you to play. Right. Because it's not addressing the mindset that you talk about. It's exactly. giving you a kind of the list of tasks to go through and get ready, but uh, it's still important to work on the mindset. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, the, um, there's uh, uh, research that the um, German HR person, spends an average of seven to 12 seconds on a CV. That's the first three sentences. And, you know, with most people, uh, the typical cover letter reads something like, hey, my name is XY. Uh, I'm this kind of profession. I have this many years of experience. And I stopped reading at that point already. And you didn't tell me anything that I couldn't read in your CV. You didn't tell me why should I care? And you can only talk about why should I care if you know what the manager really wants. That's why you need to reach out to the manager before you apply. There you go. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, uh, I get a little bit of feeling, you know, that I leave you quite depressed now. I can have this, <laughs> I can have this uh, effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping to inspire people with um, the information that it that it is possible to get these jobs. It's not just a, a lucky break that we got getting here because I definitely see a my entire community is filled with expats from all over the world working in a few different companies. So it is possible. Um, I think a great starting place for someone interested in moving to Germany is to go to your website because like we've talked about, you've got... Um, you know, the list of companies that people can start looking at. You've got the jobs that you've already pulled out at the English speaking companies. If they sign up for your newsletter, they can receive information on how to write the perfect CV cover letter uh, to get the attention and also start listening to your podcast and hear from hiring managers that you've talked to about what they're yeah, looking this, for. This is actually a, a tool that I'm always surprised that so few people use this. Um, and by the way, you know, I have an inspiring message to your uh, listeners as well. Uh, after I properly really downed you, <laughs> all of you, um, managers that I interview, they are all offering jobs in English and they are all offering jobs right now. The time when I, when I released the, the podcast, they are hiring. They are hiring for a concrete position. And in my podcast, uh, I asked them all these kind of questions that can help you really set yourself apart from the crowd. No? Uh, so I asked him, okay, uh, in this uh, job, you know, there's always five different things that are important, but which one is the most important one for your success? Why it is so important for your success? How do you measure success? If you hired someone and uh, six months uh, go past, uh, this uh, trial period is over, uh, at the end, how do you know this person was successful? 
Ne? How can someone help you the most? And um, then a um, few weeks later, I talked to the same managers again and uh, they I asked them, yeah, what happened? And they said, yeah, we got 30 applications, 40 applications for this job. And that was really great. And they all tell me the same, which is, yeah, 80% of the applications were complete, sorry, shit, you know, they were completely unusable, uh, unuse, unusable uh, because clearly these people didn't know anything about the job. They didn't spend any time to learn anything about us. But the 20% others, they listen to your podcast, they really understand the challenge, and in their application, they addressed my biggest pain, and they explained how they can help. And these are really great people, and we're hiring one of them. They hear the exact language that they need to use when they're applying for the job. Exactly. And uh, that's a pro tip, by the way, uh, Maria. Um, you can use the exact words. You, know? yeah. you mentioned in the podcast, your biggest challenge is, and then you quote them. Right. Nothing is more convincing than when you hear your own words. Yeah, and you, you can do the same for any job that you want uh, to apply to by simply reaching out to the manager. And of course, you know, not everyone will, um, will respond. But on average, it works if you do it from, a, um, from an attitude of generosity. You can get one out of three managers to get into a conversation with you. And that's good enough. And pretty fast, by the way, within two weeks. Now, the, the usual response rate uh, when I reach out to managers is uh, less than two weeks, usually a week or something. And compare that to what you achieved in the last three months, six months, 12 months. Yeah. What I wanted to tell you, because I wanted to, to not only put you down, you know, I want to, to lift you <laughs> up as well, is uh, the beauty what you will realize once you really get into this habit to reaching out to people uh, with the attitude of helping them is that you build uh, lots of really strong relationships and that people, uh, once they realize that you care about them, they will often go out of their way to help you as well as long as you make it very easy for them. They will go and say, hey, you know, you don't fit for this job uh, because of whatever. The company is taking a different direction. But I know someone in this other company where I used to work in the past and I know they're hiring right now. And so they will go out to make an introduction for you. And once you got this first job in Germany, you will never look for a job anymore because you will build such a strong network that the next time you look for a new job, people come to you and offer you one because the German job market, we need uh, lots and lots of people. We have a very old population. Uh, the baby boomer generation is twice as big as the generation Y, which means that for two people who leave the job market to go into retirement, only one person enters the job market. So there's lots of opportunities here. And once you're in the job market, uh, it's getting just better for you. Yeah. I've personally felt that. And I, I think that we've never felt so secure with employment as living here in, in Germany. Yeah. Plus, you know, um, uh, I mean, you are from the United States and a lot of my own listeners are also from the U.S. Um, we are a terrible socialist country, <laughs> which means you get uh, full health care uh, paid by the government. You get unemployment money if you lose your job. Uh, you will get a pension. Uh, you'll have 30 days of paid holidays usually. Uh, legal minimum is 22 days. Uh, you get maternity leave, obviously. Uh, you get uh, Elternzeit, which means after your child is born, you can take up to one year uh, to spend with your child and you will get uh, two-thirds of your last salary. So it's a pretty good place to live. 
Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. I feel like you've given us a lot of insights into how one would go about finding a job, applying to a job in Germany. And I think your website is absolutely gold for anyone looking to find a job here and get, actually get hired in a job here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and link to that in, in our show notes. But is there anything else that you would want someone to know going into this? Yeah, the one message that I want to get out there is uh, because you often will not get this feedback uh, from Germany is that um, we really need you and we really appreciate that you are uh, thinking about moving here, becoming part of our society, contributing to our economy. Uh, we value your talent and uh, never question your value uh, because you have a lot to contribute to our economy. Uh, you just need to find the people who are willing to look with you at the results that you can deliver. And that's my one message. Reach out to managers with, um, with generosity. Be open and honest in your communication. Don't promise stuff that you can't do. Uh, explain how you will achieve goals. And with time, you will be successful. Thank you. That was not depressing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that gave us a lot of hope. Very good. Yeah, I could share a really depressing story, but I should. No, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Okay, that's a wrap on my interview with Chris Piak of The Immigrant Spirit. Just to recap, Chris is offering an 80% discount on his course called Meet Your Future Boss, which helps expats get interviews before they apply for jobs. You can find a link to get the coupon code for that in the show notes, along with a link to Chris's website, where if you subscribe, you'll receive that list of 100 English-speaking companies here in Germany. You'll also receive tutorials on how to write the perfect CV and cover letter and insights into salaries that you can expect here in Germany. So definitely want to click on that. And lastly, please do not forget to subscribe. I have so many great interviews coming your way with different expats and experts from all over the world. We are truly just getting started. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.